This program has been paid for all or in part by the host, and KSEV is not responsible for its content and or products or services offered. Welcome to Talking with Tony here on AM700 KSEV. Straight talk from a decorated Marine, successful lawyer, business owner, and philanthropist. Now, here's your host, Tony Busby. have a little bit of help um i'm obviously um, transmitting remotely over here at antioch ranch what i consider to be the center of the universe but let me say before we start because frank i'm telling you i talked to him earlier he is juiced up he's juiced up and before i just like pull his string or pull his chain and let him go i gotta say a few things there is a movement but let's be honest there's a there's a movement afoot to dump Frank and all kinds of people. Frank, did you know that all kinds of people have come out of the woodwork to try to save you? Well, uh, I appreciate the saviors and uh, those who want to dump me. Uh, it's unfortunate that they're so ill-informed and ignorant. Even your Frank. <laughs> <laughs> this is what, Frank, Frank, this is what bothers me the most. Even your ex-wife sent me a, a message like, let Frank talk more. <laughs> I was like, why did you say that when y'all were married? Well, good. At least she's talking to you. <laughs> yeah. No, she's a, she's a very. I, I, may, I know you. I may ju- have possibly made that up. Right? I know you made that up because she's a, yeah. she's a very nice person. She's a nice woman. I met her before, and I I, I, t- I took a little bit of liberty with the fact because I thought it would be funny. But what's new about that? <laughs> yeah, well, hey, never let the facts get in in the way of a great story. You Exa- know oh, well, absolutely. Yeah, but let me say, Frank, and I got to say that I got to say it. It's always you know in this litigious society where people with their feelings hurt. Blah 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 blah. This morning I was I was doing a deposition sitting in this very chair here in Antioch Ranch, but the the witness was in I think the witness was in um, uh, home of Louisiana, and the other lawyer was in new york city and the case is pending in new jersey and my lawyer uh who works with me was in houston and he said tony your your mic is muted and so i took my mic off mute and i go yeah because people talk too damn much yeah, exactly <laughs> there's too much talk but let me let me do say this if you get your feelings hurt from this show i'm so sorry we vetted everything it's on you not on us if you think we've said something politically correct, take it up with the front office because we've already vetted everything. Everything we say is politically correct. And as I've always said, everything we have that, that we are going to say today, and we're going to cover a lot of topics, and Frank sent me some topics that he wanted to cover, everything we're going to say, certainly everything I'm going to say is 100% accurate. Accurate, Frank. How about you? Yeah, I never had any doubt about that. Didn't think you did, but I will. Say this. I will say this, Frank, and I've said it before. If I say, if, if Frank says something that makes you angry or, or just like really gets your goat or puts a burr under your saddle, blame it on Frank. And if I say something, which is highly unlikely, blame that on Frank too. So, Frank, I'm sitting over here 
um, in Cass County, um, northeast Texas, what we call the Arklatex, near Arkansas, Louisiana, Tech, and of course in Texas. I know. Um, I got ducks, chickens, go- a goat, little calves, longhorns, a lot of them, horses, miniature horses, deer, donkeys. Francis loves the donkeys. Like we had a garden. The garden, you know, the, the sun is so dang hot. The sun is burned out. I think we got a few watermelons left and maybe a couple of cantaloupe. But I'm in. I'm in a great place, Frank. I'm yes, not unhappy. You but you are unhappy because the first thing you said to me is like, "Look, man, just ask me why I'm mad, and I'm going to go." So I'm going to just ask you straight away: Why are you so damn mad? Well, you know, Tony, and I'm not going to talk mad or angry, but but you will. I'll get you going. You watch. This is a this is a, this is this is something that you've asked me over a period of shows. Why are you so angry? Because when I get cranked up, okay. I guess I reflected on it this last week, and I'm I'm angry because of the following things. And then we can talk about them in more detail as time you goes on. List? I have a list. Be- oh, and, and it you begins have- with this. Okay. You Tell me you don't have another manifesto. No, I don't have another manifesto, but oh, it's be yeah. no, it, this is just because I'm older and I got to remember these things because they come up in my head. But I'm, I, I guess they all start with the word disrespect. We have disres- okay. disrespect for our history, disrespect for our culture. Disrespect for the rule of law, disrespect for religion, disrespect for family. Uh, we have disrespect for ourselves, and and I and it causes people in this in the current uh, society that we're in to require people apologizing for who they are. I mean, I'm not apologizing for who I'm in, Frank. No, I'm I, not apologizing. I'm not, but I'm talking about generally. Okay, so there's disrespect for. Who they, who we are ourselves, and people demanding us to apologize, and we can talk about that later. Some crazy things going on. We have disrespect for our cities. We have disrespect for our police officers. We have disrespect for our neighborhoods. We have di- disrespect for American greatness. Like we have to apologize because we're number one. We have disrespect for the flag and the national anthem. We have disrespect for our civilization. And the, the the end of the day, those are the things that are making me mad when I finally reflected on it. You know, when you say, what makes you mad? Why are you so angry when you're talking? Because I just feel like, and you asked me this too, Tony, and you can think about it because you're up there in a beautiful part of the world and you look great and everything's good. But you said, are we just two old men on the porch and watching time go by and we're not with it? And I think I told you that, no, I didn't think that because there are certain things that are immutable. And these things that I have just listed here in my, in my mind, in my analysis of the current state of things, are things that they don't change with time. You don't... Do, you have, do you have those written down? I do. All right, let's take it from the top. Let's take it from the top because I got some strong feelings on almost every every bullet point that you mentioned. Okay. We have dis- history was the first one. Okay. Let's all agree that, that in our history, there are things that happened that we, that, that, that looking at it in the, from the point of view of where we sit now at today's day and age, 
that we would not agree with it. But can we not also understand in the context of when things happen, things happen that way? Can we not understand that? That's what I don't get. You want to put you want to put 2020 judgment on somebody who lived in 1860. That is unfair. And if you're a liberal person who cares about being fair, that's not fair. That's my comment. Yours? Well, I totally agree with that. Uh, I mean, the truth is that it that that it is this evolving history. They talk about progressives. They talk about progression. The United States of America is the progression of that history, okay? And that is why we have elected um, an African-American president. That is why that we twice, that is why uh, we have women uh, rising to the, uh, you know high powers in the United States and the right to vote and everything else. In many countries, they don't have that. In fact, you know, there's trafficking and all kinds of things and oppression of women, slavery, et cetera, et cetera. And there's no other society, and that's our history. If we understand, if we understand. How dare we perfect? How dare we? You know, we're not perfect, Frank, so let's burn everything down. Well, that's right. That's that's my point. And so that what I'm saying to you is, sounds like we got we got a commercial coming on. I'm sorry. And then if you want to call in, it's 281-558-5738. Tell us what you feel, what makes you mad. I'm mad. You made me mad, Frank. We'll be back. Voice of Texas, AM 700, KSEV. In the Army National Guard, family means everything. Our parents, they were really supportive that all five of us would join. I got my education because of the Guard. I got to travel a little bit and experience a whole different culture. It helped me get my job, it helped me pay for my house. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard instills pride that you and your family will share. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. I'm Ben Affleck, and I want to thank you for joining me and supporting Paralyzed Veterans of America. Our vets need you. I'm a quadriplegic. I'm definitely at risk with my diminished lung capacity. I have MS. I'm in a wheelchair, and I can't leave the house because I have a compromised immune system. I'm very concerned about would there be a bed for me, would there be a ventilator for me, would I be able to survive something? It's, it's just heavy. You know, it's, it's a heavy, it's a heavy moment. This is a war. This really is. Our veterans fought for us. Let's fight for them. I am so grateful for the PVA. They're making sure that we have all of the food and supplies that we need right now. We all gotta help each other right now. We can't get through this by ourselves. It's with profound gratitude that you're gonna be saving our lives. To find out how you can help, please go to helppva.org. That's H-E-L-P-P-V-A dot org. Your smartphone is now your radio. All you need is a KSEV app. And with one click, you're listening to KSEV. Anytime, anywhere. No static, no boundaries. Go to the Android Marketplace or the iPhone App Store. Search KSEV. Select the KSEV app. It's free and it only takes a couple of minutes. Listen to KSEV. It's easy with the KSEV app. More details at KSEVradio.com. Phone lines are open now. 
Call 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSEV. Talking with Tony. I'm broadcasting folks here at Utah Ranch, the part of Town, Northeast Texas, what I call the, the center of the universe. I'm over here um, hanging out with all the animals and nature and enjoying little bit frank all of you on on facebook live i appreciate you uh logging in and participating if you want to call onto the radio show itself because i'm looking at your comments on my computer screen but if you want to call into the radio show and talk directly to me and frank it's 281-558-5738 and before the break uh we were talking about a bullet pointed list that frank had come up with with and and i think you entitled it disrespect didn't you, Frank? No, I said, what makes me mad? And then I said, each of these things I'm listing begins with disrespect for history. Then, then the next one was disrespect for culture. Yeah, no, and I and, and I think we should, if it, uh, as the next caller is going to be the, the proud winner of some a box of Duke steaks. In these steaks, this is, of course, one of our great uh, sponsors, dukesbutchershop.com. You, listen. Last night, I cooked myself a steak. I was here alone just with, with two of my dogs. Um, I just It was really nice. I, I cooked myself a little steak. I, I, I drank a little uh, water with it, to, to be honest, just because it was very spicy. I used a lot of Korean um, chili flakes. And those steaks, and no matter how you prepare them, are amazing. So whoever calls in next at 281-558-5738 is going to get a box uh, of four some of the best steaks that you can get, and they will be delivered directly to you. But, Frank, skip that bullet point and go to the next one because there were some of these that really got my goat. Okay, well, uh, we'll we can get the culture at the end and talk about it, but uh, rule of law, okay? How about rule of law? Okay, let's talk about that, Frank. I mean, we're just going to defund the police unless we need them. We're going to attack the police and scream at them in their face and spit on them unless we need them. Uh, we're going to denigrate them unless we need them. Uh, we're going to we're going to take away twenty, thirty, forty percent of their budget because they're too militarized. And here's my question: Why would anyone, anywhere, anyhow, want to be a police officer after all this foolishness? Why? I totally agree with you. I mean, I mean, they I- get they don't get paid enough, in in my opinion. I mean, and I mean for what they do. They were the ones who were the heroes. They were the heroes. They were heroes during 9/11. They were heroes during COVID. Heck, they were. They reminded me of. Uh, it reminded me of uh, the the you know the story of Jesus when. Uh, and I don't mean to talk religion to everybody, but I but it just reminded me of the story on Palm Sunday. They had the palms out worshiping him, and the very same people were out there crucifying him. Uh, you know, weeks later. So, I mean, at one time they were worshiping the police for what they do, and weeks later they're crucifying them because of some random event which may have been a crime concerning, unfortunately, Mr. Floyd. And so and so then that caused all of this in the country. I just don't believe it. The point is, is it's, a, it's a systematic attempt, Tony, to dismantle the very underpinnings of this country. And that is why it's the disrespect on every level that makes me upset. I will, I'm going to chime in here and say this. I 
I mean, and maybe this is, I'm putting too much faith in this, but I just have to believe that the overwhelming majority of the people in this country, the overwhelming majority, whether you're living in an urban setting, whether you're living in a rural setting, whether you're right, left, Democrat, Republican, I don't really give two craps how you label yourself. I don't think that you want to defund the police, and I don't think that you think the police are the enemy. Maybe I'm wrong. And call in if you think I'm wrong, 281-558-5738, but... By golly, as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to continue. Now, am I going to condemn police officers that, that do things that are that are despicable? Of course, just like you would with anybody. There's always that small element. But but to throw the baby out with the bathwater and say, oh, we're going to take away 40% of your budget and we're going to, which well, you can't now patrol these areas and you don't have this equipment you need and, and this is some kind of punishment to you police officers because you as a whole are somehow, quote, bad. No, no, I just, every mayor in this country should be standing up and saying, no, that's not how this is work. Right, Tony. That's but, what to be happening. And I, I agree with you a thousand percent on that. And this is, this is uh, another issue, though. I want you to think about it in terms of, uh, you're still talking and I can't hear you. <laughs> no, I'm not talking. Oh, this, it's a thousand percent. Uh, it's a thousand percent that I agree with you, but this is, the beginning because because if you put the people that are supporting this kind of activity into power through those trojan horses that are running in this in this election if you put them into power you're going to wind up defunding the military you're going to wind up defunding all those things that basically protect america to allow us to have our freedom that is what's going to happen. Defunding the police is the beginning of the, and the cities are being destroyed. De Blasio, are you kidding me? The guy out all the different cities, Chicago and New York City, the two greats, they were two great cities. They're being destroyed, destroyed. And you know that. I mean, what? The, and all all the liberals that go, that that are in the theater district, are you working now? No, you're not. None of you are working. Because because you didn't stand up and protect what was yours because you just you just ran off on these crazy topics and tantrums. Anyway, go ahead, Tony. I'm sorry, I'm getting mad again. We have we have calls. We got four calls, but you go. Let's take a call. Somebody's getting ready to win the stake. Let's take a call before I know we got to do another break. But let's take a call. Okay, Who we got? Let's take uh, uh, Maureen. Maureen on line one. All right, Maureen. Hi, Hi Maureen. How are you? I hear your dog. I love it. Oh, thank you. Love my, you love my, well, my corn walking around Met Bella. I can talk anyway, to your dog. Yes. <laughs> the thing that really upsets me the most, and my dad, God bless him, he died in 2006, but he took us on vacations all over the country. Gettysburg, he was a big history buff. Exactly. He took us to educate us. You know, if he, if he saw what was happening today, he would be like, oh, my God, you know. But I am just livid about the statues being removed, you know, in the museum district here in Houston. I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm what country it. do we live in, Maureen? Exactly. I mean, it, it, it's like I woke up and I said, and I'm going to read something later, Maureen. You're going to like it, and Tony, you'll like it, too. But it's actually a statement by the prime minister of Australia, a woman 
who's a wish if she were running in this country i might not have a trump hat on i might have the the hat on for the prime minister of australia because right, right. Uh, i'm going to read this to y'all later but you go ahead maureen right. i didn't mean to cut yes, you off i mean it just Thank really upset you are spot on. Thanks for the call. You got yourself some steaks. I appreciate it. I see you're on Facebook Live, and thank you for following us. And we're going to send you some steaks. And um, dukesbutchershop.com, they, they are, and I'm not just saying this. They're not paying me anything to say this. I'm just eating these steaks, and I'm just, like, blown away every time. And it's not just steak. It's chicken. It's seafood. It's also crustaceans. It's shrimp, etc. I mean, it is awesome. Frank, let's do another call. Okay, yeah, line two, uh, Tracy. Tracy, what I'm you got? Here. Hi, Tracy. How are you? Hi, I, I'm fine, and I am upset about the disrespect for history by Snopes.com. People go to that site thinking they're going to get the truth, but they are lying. So uh, Kamala Harris's family from Jamaica used to be slave owners. I was going to talk about to- that later. You beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so they they say it's false, but then when you read the essay, her own father says it's true. Now, he would know, and he's no dummy. He is a retired economics professor at Stanford. Exactly. And he listed the names of the family, but Snopes just, like, did uh, cartwheels trying to get out of it and said, well, there's a dispute about the year of her birth or something. Well, do you, do this you is know, a cover-up. Tracy, you know something else, Tracy, about about, about Camilla's fault? Camilla, Carmela? Comma, like comma. Well, I, I don't know. I just say Camilla. Yeah, I, I, I just say Camilla. Anyway, the point yeah. is about her family, her father, he was hired specifically at Stanford University because they were looking for a Marxist professor. And he was hired as an economics Marxist professor to teach at Stanford University. Now, if that doesn't... Didn't know that. If, wow. If that doesn't tell you something, I don't know what does. And that, that, that doesn't tell you where we're going, I don't know what does. And I don't care what color you are, black, white, red, yellow, eh, or whatever religion you are, this country cannot become Marxist because it, that will be the end of civilization as we know it, as far as I'm concerned. I agree. And, you know, call. we need to quit oh. being ashamed. It's like Black Lives Matter shamed um. the people of, who did the greatest musical in the world, Hamilton. You know, but our founders had to form a government to defeat the British, and then we abolished slavery. Right, but we abolished slavery, you know what? We abolished slavery in, in the history of time, in a relatively short time, and it was after the French Revolution where they basically began to raise the issue and it was abolished by France, and then shortly thereafter it was incorporated into our founding documents, although they wasn't actually implemented until 1865 when we had to deal with it. And the reason why the South hung on to slaves, it was in part, in large part, because of the economics of it, their whole their whole culture and society had been built up on an agrarian culture which was supported by the cheap labor which by the way the 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 liberal the, the the liberals who want open borders are trying to do that in our country by letting in folks and paying them low wages and keeping them off the books and and that's not that's kind of a modern day slavery in a way it's kind of a yeah. modern day slavery anyway thank you tracy we appreciate you always appreciate your call 
Frank. Now go back to your other bullet point. I don't want to get. I don't want to get in the. We're, we're taking a commercial. All right, let's take a break. Two eight one five five eight five seven three eight. Talking with Tony, comma and Frank. We'll be back shortly. The flagship station of True Conservative Talk Radio, AM 700, the voice of Texas. Want to get really growing? Arborgate Soil Complete and Arborgate Blend provide a one-two punch that simply works. 80% of a plant's success rate depends on what's below the ground. Start with Organic Soil Complete. It's handcrafted from organic materials, including vegan compost, rose soil, and expanded shale. Perfect for your beds or containers and is available by bulk or in bags. Then feed your plants with our Organic Blend plant food. It's time-released and will not burn. Made with composted poultry litter, organic matter, calcium, molasses, and 11 species of mycorrhizal fungi. Sound delicious? Your plants will think so. This powerful organic combo designed especially for gardening success in our area will energize your green thumb as never before. So head out to the Arbor Gate, located in Tomball on FM 2920, a mile and a half west of Highway 249. Or visit us online at arborgate.com. My friend Teddy almost set his house on fire. He used a counterfeit, you know, a fake wall charger. He had to go to the hospital. My BFF Chloe was riding her bike and hit a ditch. Her helmet broke in two. Now, she has a brain injury. There is a cost to buying cheap. Do you want to pay the price? Real products are tested for safety. Go for real. Visit ncpc.org slash go for real. Brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council and the United States Patent and Trademark Office. On the 610 West Loop, southbound at Memorial Drive, we have a three-car accident blocking the left lane. Doesn't seem to mind affect your traffic flow a little bit as you're coming around from the North Loop, and you're definitely running sluggish uh, as you pass the Galleria between I-10 and the 59 Southwest Freeway. Also on, uh, recently cleared on the 59 East X Freeway, coming inbound at Lauder Road, there's some road debris in the two center lanes. Doesn't affect flow at all, but do be cautious as you pass through there. Want to make sure your tires remain intact. And on the wet end, just detected on the 45 North Freeway, heading inbound at Parker Road, there's an accident in the center lane. That's a look at traffic. I'm Stephen K for KCV AM 700, the voice of Texas. Phone lines are open now. Call 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSEV. All right. We are here. 700 a kscbradio.com also Facebook Live talking with Tony Thomas and Frank we've been talking about the subject you know that we um, uh, Vice President and Presidential Candidate Joe Biden has selected his Vice Presidential running mate uh, Kamala Harris from uh, I think she was born in 1964 in Los Angeles no. or in California no. No. no Oakland well, they say she's from Oakland, but actually, we don't know. Okay. Well, I don't, I, I'm, are you really going to argue about, okay, L.A., Oakland, okay, Oakland, San Francisco, L.A., whatever, California. But anyway. It's a big place. Here's my question. <laughs> you're, you're, you're so, man, 
man, you you took your vitamins this morning, Frankie. <laughs> I'm glad to see that. I think I take, took I took my vitamins this afternoon and this morning. Over, <laughs> are you still a ninja today? Because you're the biggest ninja I ever seen. Uh, well, I said I was a pack of ninjas, but I think I'm more like a like a. a, a I would call you a bag of ninjas. I think I'm more like a Rottweiler. You're like five, pounds, <laughs> like ten pounds of you know stuffed in a five pound. Well, in World but, War II, they called that a blivet. <laughs> okay. But I want all right, here, here's my question, and I, and, I, and I pose the question to all the listeners, and we're going to get back to your bullet points, and we don't get your bullet points because I think they're really, really good. We'll post them on the website, uh, talkingwithtony.com, because I appreciate the thought you put into those. Um, but I do want to talk about Kamala Harris. I want to talk about how you, as somebody, and, and full disclosure, you and I in 1990, and some of the listeners may not like this, uh, but in 1990, you and I, along with a couple of other uh, guys that we know, we went to the 1990 Democratic Convention in Los Angeles. Did we not? We did. And and then we also went to the Trump inauguration uh, when he when he was elected president. We did. So you know, our, I don't know, you know, what you would call us, but well, you, what, think- what you call us is thinking folks who just don't follow blindly, whether it's whether it's one party or another. I mean, whether we're right or wrong, that doesn't matter, Tony. But we we're so not we're not we're not. That's why I say we need a new party, because I think most I, folks are thinking folks. The, well, pe- the people who Lay- listen to us are thinking folks. I can tell by their calls. Laying that aside, here's my question. How do you think uh, the, the selection of Kamala Harris changes the dynamic of this presidential race? You're asking me that? Well, I mean, yeah, and, then I'm, and anybody else that wants to call in, but I want to hear your thoughts first, and then we'll take a few calls on Well, I don't think it was a particularly beneficial selection because he already was going to secure. Uh, first of all, you know, you know she wasn't too appealing to her own the Democratic Party because she dropped out before even the Iowa caucuses. That's one. Two. She went to Cal. She's from California, like, uh, and she wasn't that popular there. But you know, she did win uh, to become a senator. But she wasn't like totally embraced there. So the point is, they were going to carry. I mean, Democrats likely, although I don't know now after they've shut everybody down, what's going to happen in a lot of these states. But they're likely to carry California. So what? What strategically did she add to the ticket? Is she gonna? Is she going to appeal to the guys in Pennsylvania? Is she going to appeal to the guys? And, and and I say guys, I'm talking men and women, okay? Guys, guys and dolls. But I don't. I shouldn't use dolls because that's a, something politically incorrect. I'm getting flagged that I can't say that word. And anyway, flag. but <laughs> red. That's a yellow flag. But I'm sorry. I'm old. I can get away with something. And and so anyway, uh, she's not going to appeal to the people the people working in the oil and gas industry that are on fracking. You know, she, she came out for the Green New Deal. Is that going to appeal to the, the manufacturing? Is it going to appeal to the people who raise cattle when they're talking about and, and restricting no, our restricting barely. our ability to eat beef? I mean, I mean, they're going to just tie us up and put masks on us and tell us to stay in our houses and eat tofu. You're looking at this. You're looking at this I mean, the question you're getting is me not, angry. The question is not whether. You- an appeal to all those constituencies that you keep referencing. The question is, what constituencies does she grab? The same ones that for, she would grab for, anyway. Listen, for Biden, that she that he wouldn't have been able to grab himself. That's, That's my point. Question. What she does grab is Wall Street money, which he did wasn't raking in, 
and and she is a dollar, darling of Wall Street. NBC, the NBC really doesn't come out, and the head of NBC endorsed her a long time ago. But let me let me tell you this, okay, okay, Tony, just so that our listeners hear this and you hear this too, and of course I'm going to have to leave the country. But it says this, and once Trump's gone, this is a quote from her, and once Trump's gone. We have regained our rightful place in the White House. Arrogance. I'm sorry, that's a a comment by me. Look out if you supported him and endorsed his actions, because we will be coming for you next. You will feel the vengeance of a nation. No stone will be left unturned as we seek you out in every corner of this great nation, for it is you who have betrayed us. Kamala Harris on June 18th, 2020. She said this. And, and, and you know what? Everybody tries to say what a dictator and kind of a bully Trump is. Trump never said that anything like that to anybody. He's tried to embrace, I mean, he may not do it in the most kind fashion, but in reality, he embraces everybody. And I mean, you may not like Trump. That's fine. I'm just telling you, regardless of whether Trump's up there, I'm the, I, I don't like this kind of talk. I don't like this. What are you kidding me? You're gonna hunt yeah. you. They're gonna go hunt you down at the Antioch Ranch because you're number one, buddy. You, you you're go. a rich guy and you're you're out there and you're out there on your ranch and you got different things and you're not embracing this kind of movement. You're right. you're a goner. Just a bunch of a bunch of a bunch of baloney talk. But who would say that? Yeah, I know, but a lot of people say bunch of dumb crap. They say it and it doesn't mean a damn thing. It means but, something to me. But let me, I know, I hear you, and it's targeting, it's targeting people, and, you know, we're going to, your payback's a bitch and all that. You've, I've heard it before. No, no, and, 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 but listen, but listen, wait, wait, I've had fist fights with people that said that, too, and guess what? You know, I, I did quite well for myself, but lay that aside. I think if there, whoever's, whoever's running Biden, and I don't know who that is at this moment, but whoever it is that's behind the scenes, and I, there better be somebody, um, <laughs> I, I, and again, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the guy because no, I, I think I, it's elder abuse they're running him. Yeah, but I would say um, I think they they specifically chose her because they think she has the gravitas to really be the the, the attack dog because because Biden doesn't have that ability anymore. Now, if you asked me 10, 15 years ago, did Biden have that ability? I couldn't think of anybody that could that could do it as good as him, or certainly he'd be in the top five, but. I think that's why. And I think she comes with a lot of baggage. I think she comes with a lot of baggage. In the law practice, one of the things we do, Frank, as you well know, because you've been doing it uh, longer than me, is you you take a perceived weakness and make it a strength. And you take a perceived strength and make it a weakness. And I think some of her perceived uh, strengths with the right kind of strategy could be easily made big weaknesses for her. And I'm not sure that you know, her being the attack dog on Trump uh, fits the bill because we're not really voting for president for her. We're voting for Biden. Uh, although a lot of people may say, you know, we're actually voting for her because, you know, who knows how long Biden's going to hold in there. And what's she going to say I, bad about Mike Pence, okay? Mike Pence is just a solid guy. He's just, you know, I mean, whether he, he floats your boat or he excites you, the one thing you got to be able to say about Mike Pence is he's been loyal, he's, car- he's carried the ball, He's not, and he and he basically is a solid Christian man, and that and, and good for him. Well, she can attack him all day, but I don't think that moves the needle to get get Biden. Well, elected. that's who that's who she's going to have to attack on the stage, and 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 and, well, and 
but she she's going to be a mouthpiece in a lot of other speeches. Mouthpiece? She's a friggin' bullhorn, man. It's shrill. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just watching it, the dynamics play out. I'm but, getting uh, hit by the politically correct department again. You, you know what I t- and you know what I tell the politically correct department? Don't I, use the word dolls. That's what you say. No, they said other things, Tony. I'll give you an example. And I had this discussion, and you you, you address this to me because you deal with the same subject. You know, I I I have paid women. In, in in my in my organization when I was doing it I'm not doing it now my son is in charge like of the law firm hold on a second as much money as and more money than men in the organization because they perform better they did better better work they did they were more diligent and all the rest but in the law practice that you're in and I was in I, I would say to you that 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 it, when women attack, and attack the same way, and then you attack back. We're say, we're told we can't attack back. I'm sorry. If you're gonna play football, then you play football. You don't say, "Hey, we're playing football. It's tackle." But oh, by the way, for me, it's flag football. No, you get in the arena. You you play by the same rules. You 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 say rude things. You say rude things, then you get rude things in return. You want to use genteel rules? We'll play by genteel rules. But we just don't sit around and get, you know, they can kick men around, say all kinds of stuff, humiliate them, say they need to be ashamed. Well, you can't talk to me that way. Well, then why did you talk to me that way? That's all. Right? You, are, you, are you glad to get that off your chest? No, well, it's just another thing in terms of disrespect. We Do you got need to lay calls. down on my couch and tell me more? <laughs> no, I know we, this is if I'm going to lay down on the couch, it ain't going to be with you. <laughs> is there something else that's really bothering you, or are you okay now? I'm okay, but Ma- Mary online. Going too. Up on these tangents, and I'm trying to talk about the political race. Mary online, too. All right. Hey, um, and I agree with everything he says, and I am actually uh, Asian. I'm from India. I'm, uh, and I'm glad you're here. Uh, I, know, I, I, I think she's, uh, I don't mean to be, uh, no, you know what? She's she's uh, vile, rude, mean, disgusting. Putting her on the um, thing is not going to help. I'm glad you said it, Mary, not me, or I'd be, you know, told I couldn't I, say that. I, I, I tell it to my husband every day because... Because the Democrats are burning everything down, and nobody, I I cannot believe I live in this America where not one single person is tweeting out, her and Biden didn't come out and say, hey, stop the burning and moving. Would you have even? I mean, third world country. If you knew you were, if you knew this was the way it was going to be, you may not have even come here. I want to go to Canada. <laughs> well, that's just socialist light, and there is some benefit in terms of at least getting out of this destruction. We're in a, we're, we're in Afghanistan. My no, husband not. is a, a independent, and he because of the burning and looting, he will go vote for Trump this year with his nose closed. But that's fine. We welcome him, okay? And eventually we need a new party for people like us that basically aren't Democrats or Republicans. Bile, bile, bile. And we need to stop being nice. Stop being polite. Be, be, I'm not saying being mean and rude and burn everything down like they do, but we, we need stand up like you just stood up. Exactly. I'm not going to take that hatred from that woman and vote for her. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for your call, Mary. Appreciate you very much. Let me say, Frank, before we get into the next call and the next subject, because I think we've pretty much covered the ground on Kamala Harris, and I think I know where you stand, and I think you hear where I stand. I'm, I think for me, I'm waiting to watch it play out. I'm going to watch it and see see how it goes. But I, I do agree with you. Some of the the, the disrespect and, and your bullet point list was it really it really hit hit me where it hurts. But let me say, I got to recognize. <laughs> I wasn't looking for that. <laughs> I got to. Frank, let me, Frank. You know, as the host of the show, there's things I got to do. One of the things I got to do is to recognize our sponsors, and I got to recognize the Pinkerton Law Firm, based in Houston, Texas. Um, Chad Pinkerton uh, actually used to work at the Busby Law Firm. was was one of the best lawyers I've worked with. Uh, aggressive, smart, uh, calculating, uh, does everything uh, the right way for a client. If you, if, if I have, if I have a problem. That's who I hire. If I need a bulldog to go take care of business, uh, I would call Chad Pinkerton. Uh, he's a sponsor, a proud sponsor of this radio program, and and we appreciate him. And um, so, if you got a legal a legal problem, call Chad Pinkerton. Um, and Tony, Pink- Tony, he was wanting us to say that he's now uh, moved into the family law arena and is fast becoming a leader in the Houston specialization in large and complex divorces. Oh goodness! Okay, well, you need to listen to this. I mean, if, if if he's if he's in that work, and I knew he had been doing it, I didn't know he had focused so much time in it. But yep. think of anybody else that if I had a situation like that, that I would call. He's the guy. So so if you got a situation like that, large, complex divorce, I hope you don't. I hope everything's just going perfectly peachy for you. But but if it's not, uh, Chad Pinkerton is the the law firm that I would call. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, and you know it, We're Frank. Taking, Let's take a little break. Make a break. One five five eight five seven three eight. We're going to give away we, some steaks after got, the break. We got some calls lined up, and we'll be taking them uh, real soon. Awesome. We'll be back. Hi, everybody. This is Brian Kilmeade. Keep listening to KSEV, the voice of Texas. The number one question real estate investors have is, should I buy it? With the best available data on comparable sales and rents in your marketplace, Lifestyles Discovery allows you to quickly and easily estimate capital gains and monthly cash flow. Go to gettingthebestdeals.com to sign up for the free online class, How to Get the Best Investment Properties, and learn to identify the very best deal to add to your portfolio. That's gettingthebestdeals.com. Before I was adopted, I felt like nobody wanted me. I felt like my life was already over. At a certain age, they don't want you. You're troubled and stuff. Even if I wanted to be adopted, who would adopt a 17-year-old? Inside, I knew, like, I'm not a troubled kid. I know what I'm in for, why I'm here. My biggest fear was that I would age out and not know how to be sufficient on my own. I had nightmares every single day at my birth mom's house. It was just really scary for me living there. I was scared. I was lost and I felt hopeless. I felt like, don't I deserve to feel happy and loved? I just wish I'd gotten adopted sooner. Unfortunately, the number of children waiting to be adopted from foster care is on the rise. The Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption is the only public nonprofit charity in the U.S. focused exclusively on foster care adoption. You can help. Go to DaveThomasFoundation.org to learn more. 
connect with the Chris Salcedo Show. Get that? Where'd you get that? Where'd you get that dollar from? I'm sorry. What did you say, sir? I'm sorry. What did you say, sir? I'm sorry. I didn't hear what you said. Start your mornings with the Chris Salcedo Show, 7 to 9 a.m. on AM 700 KSEV. Phone lines are open now. Call 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSEV. Tony on a Friday evening, uh, about 6.50. we got about an hour and 10 minutes to go. Before we go any further, let me tell you a few things we're going to accomplish over the next hour. Number one, we're going to give away some more steaks. Number two, we're going to give away a $100 gift card for, uh, from BrothersProduceWholesale.com. Big produce company, covers all of Southeast Texas. And, and what I really like about them is they take produce that's uh, fresh still, you know, but unused produce, and they do a lot of uh, work with the homeless, which is a huge issue in Houston, Texas. Uh, so we're going to focus and make sure we accomplish that and make sure our sponsors get the shout-outs that they, that they need. But, Frank, I need to change the subject before we take a call sure. and give away steaks. Um, I was, you know I have the bone, uh, this bone to pick, as we say, with the police chief. Um, we have a police chief started out in LA, came to Austin and Austin, let me tell you what happened to him in Austin In Austin, there was a hue and cry, uh, about the multiple, multiple sexual harassment, sexual assault cases that were not being prosecuted. Uh, they weren't even prosecuting the rape kit. Uh, it was just a huge deal. Uh, and I don't want to say he got ran out of, run out of Austin, but he left Austin, and he, of course, he came to Houston. Now, since he's been in Houston, he has been, oh, goodness gracious, he does everything right. He goes and he marches on the street in protest for police brutality, but at the same time, he um, oversees a police department with a few bad eggs that, and I've said this before, and I'm going to continue to say it until there's justice for this a Tuttle family where they, this cop created this false affidavit he made up some facts. The cop goes and gets a municipal judge appointed by the mayor and and basically lies in the affidavit. The, the municipal judge grants this cop and his cohorts a warrantless or a, a no-knock um, warrant, basically allows you as a, as a police officer to go to somebody's door, not announce your presence, kick their damn door down and shoot them, which is exactly what he, what these cops did. Now, is that an indictment of the entire police force? No. A lot of heads rolled. Uh, the cops involved in that operation, uh, it killed uh, Mr. Tuttle and his, uh, I guess, would have been his common-law wife and killed one of his dogs, uh, essentially murdered him. Did, that, did the police chief, because I went to his first press conference, he never apologized to the family. He never admitted anything was done wrong. And the only thing he did was, was agree with the prosecution, which the DA led, not the, not the police chief. The DA led the prosecution of the, the so-called bad actors. And 
recently, just recently, they have um, uh, disciplined some mid-level supervisors, but never once has there been any discussion whatsoever about how you could have mechanisms and procedures administratively in place to allow something like this to happen, and why hasn't the police chief himself come out and said to the Tuttle family, you know what, we screwed this up big time. Now, here's why I say this, because I'm, pro- I'm, I'm blue line, I'm supportive of the police. I mean, I, as a former Marine officer, I know that, you know, there's always going to be uh, a few actors in the group that, that you know, go, go outside the SOP and, you know, you got to deal with that. And you don't want that to happen and you train and you talk, but sometimes it just happens. But this chief has now pretended to be the anti-police brutality chief. He goes to all the funerals here and there and, and you know, and, and, and puts his hand on the, on the, um, on the casket as if, as if he is a leader in anything other than leading himself to try to be the mayor of the city of Houston. He is the biggest apologist for the police there are. And most of the rank and file in the police department have no respect for him because he doesn't support the police. He doesn't support the police. In fact, he's out there protesting against his own people while he's hypocritically involved in stuff like that that happens. Frank, it, that, something about that bothers me to no end. Your thoughts? My thoughts is that he's a pimples on a gnat's butt. That that basically that basically he he you know he is what he is. I mean, he, it's obvious what he is. It's unfortunate for the city of Houston, but but uh, you know the people need to change it. This is the point. The power is with the people, and they used to say power to the people in the black in the in the uh, Black Panther movement. But the, but what we're talking about now is power to all the people: white people, black people, yellow people brown people, every kind of people, red people, every kind of people, because power to the people is the only thing that's going to save this country, and they need to get up and vote. They can't sit back, which makes me upset, and then say, we don't like this, we want more police, and then turn around and vote for the the people who are basically supporting the defunding of the police. They might not vote locally for them, but then they'll vote nationally for them, and that's the problem. Okay, so if you want to have a a strong police force and you want a safe community, you need to vote, whether it's Donald Trump or maybe we could get the prime minister of uh, of uh, Australia or somebody else. But we need to get somebody who's going to stand up. And Tony, uh, you lost the election. I'm sure you would have taken care of that police situation. Let's take it. I absolutely would have. Let's give away some steaks. Two eight one five five eight five seven three. There's, there's a there's a, a Sharon that doesn't usually call in. Not not the lady who calls in every week, but she's on there too. Uh, on Sharon on line two. Let's do Sharon. Hey Sharon. Hello. Yes, yeah, Sharon. Hi. This is. Oh, I didn't know you were talking to me. Okay. This is Tony and Frank. To hey. Yeah. When you talk about defunding the police, that is the most horrible thing that they could do. I mean, for one thing, I used to, I worked for the Harris County Sheriff's Office for a short time. I was in the jail, actually. And uh, I worked with a lot of police officers that worked there. And those guys work really hard. They, they don't get holidays off. They, they spend very little time with their families. And 
and I agree, they don't get paid enough, and they're under tremendous stress. And for anybody to do anything to them, like fast food places that spit in their coffee, I just, I mean, that should be a felony. Uh, you, you, know, you, you know what I say, Sharon? I say this about what you just said. I say, I say that, that when they ask for police reform, I say that they are suffering post-traumatic stress syndrome given everything that they do all the time. They ought to work two weeks on and have two weeks off and get paid for the full four weeks. Because these these men and women are putting themselves on the line in from domestic violence to the worst kind of criminal situations uh, that you can think of, and it's day in, day out. And these folks need need to be respected for what they do because they get into harm's way and only because the idiot politicians handcuff the police do we have all these other idiots who should be handcuffed running around destroying our country and our city. But what you say is absolutely correct. We gotta we gotta get off here because we're getting up to the commercial break. But thank you for the call, Sharon. You can tell Sharon, me. you're getting okay. you're getting some stakes. That's a good call. We're gonna take a little bit of break. And then uh, we and then we got Keith on line four. He's been holding for a while. If you want to take it, Tony, it's Keith. up to you. It's up Let's to you. Let's take a little break. We'll come back and grab Keith. Okay. You good, Tony? Yeah. Okay. Listening to Talking with Tony. Join us every Friday at 6 p.m. with Tony Busby here on the Voice of Texas, AM 700 KSEV.